get ready to rumble. <coughs> oh, God, that hurt. <sighs> Why did I even think I could do that? Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to uh, episode number four of the Ginger Beardman cast. Wait a sec. I think it's actually episode five. Let's do that again. It's time. Wait, that's a different podcast I do. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of the Ginger Beardman Cast. You can check us out on Twitter at Ginger Beardman Cast, also on Apple iTunes and SoundCloud at the Ginger Beardman Cast, also on Instagram. Thank you guys for all your support on both those streams of Twitter and Instagram, and thank you guys for all your votes, totaling to two fantastic episodes that I'll be doing. The one today, though, is focusing on something I have loved since I was a little kid, and I'm talking about WCW, also known as World Championship Wrestling. But in particular, we are talking about WCW World War Three. Now, those of you who are wrestling fans, growing up, really, you had three promotions. You had ECW, you had WCW, and you had the WWF, now known as the WWE. Now, growing up, I actually first got into WWE, then known as WWF, until one of my friends said, dude, you've got to check out this guy. His name's Goldberg. And from then, all I watched was WCW. Whenever I could watch Nitro or Thunder, to see guys like Goldberg, Bret Hart, Sting, Kevin Nash, The Outsiders, Sean Walterman, Hulk Hogan, all these stars like Domondella's Page, also the Triads, you've got Bam Bam Bigelow, you've got Canyon, also to see guys like Vampiro, The Demon, Booker T, you've also got Stevie Ray. Man, I loved WCW. I loved it all, all the way to the very end of the promotion back, in, I think it was March of 2001. But today what I want to talk about is one of their signature matches, almost known for some of the worst reasons because also being one of the most complicated matches in history, but I always loved it. This was also one of the very first shows that I watched on VHS. That's right, all you young fellas out there, go out and Google what a VHS was. This is back when TVs had to use the white, red, and yellow cords. Ain't no HDMI up in this bitch. It was the old-fashioned red, yellow, and white cords into the back of the TV. Now, this was that big chunky bit on the back of the TV, not these thin LCD TVs or plasma TVs you see today. This was yellow, red, and white cords in the back of the TV into a VHS. A VHS, for those of you who aren't going to go and Google it, it actually looks like a large cassette tape. You probably also don't know what cassette tapes are, because used to CDs and streaming, cassette tapes look like a little rectangle box with two little holes in it, and some little film used to run through, and that would play the actual picture. Fuck, I sound like an old man when I talk like this. That's so depressing. So, VHS, World War Three. What I want to talk about is actually all three of them that actually took place, who the winners were, and why I actually love this match. So let's give some history lesson. So World War Three was the name of an actual match and of a pay-per-view that was done by WCW from 1995 all the way to 1998. Now again, you had WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. They were the two big shows that WWE used to do before SummerSlam and Survivor Series became really popular. That first half of the year was really focused around January being the Royal Rumble and March being WrestleMania. For WCW, they had November, which was their World War III, and their WrestleMania was their December event, which was then known as Starcade. 
So this was definitely would line up who would A, be the champion going into Starcade, or who would actually be the number one contender for the WCW World Heavyweight title going into Starcade. So as I said, they took place in November from 1995 to 1998. Now what's actually very different is that this actual event wasn't like your standard Royal Rumble, where it was one by one, every 60 to 90 seconds you would have someone be introduced. This was actually a three-ringed match. So you had three wrestling rings connected with one to the left, one to the center, and one to the right. Now, instead of having each person coming out, you would have 60 people in total competing in this match. 20 wrestlers per ring at the same time. Okay? So as I said, this actual match would begin once all 60 men have entered the ring, 20 per ring. Okay? What, would actually, what I really love too is that when they actually did this show, because the shot of filming it would have been so hard, they had multiple cameras that would film ring one, two, and three, so you could see where your favorite WCW stars were at the time of this match, including Sting, Booker T, Macho Man, The Big Show, then known as The Giant, actually competing in this match, okay? Now, the, the original rules of the old match was around elimination would occur with being thrown over the top rope, with both feet touching the floor, like a standard normal battle royal. Going into, actually, I think it was the 1998 one, pinfalls and submissions actually occurred as well. So you could actually hit your finisher on someone and actually pin them or submit them via a submission maneuver, and they will be eliminated. So it wasn't just over the top rope, but actually added those two. Now, what would actually happen is once the, say, one ring was getting emptied, they would then move into that center ring. When you get down to the final 10 people, they would all go into the main center ring for the last part of the match, okay? Really, really cool. I remember still watching the fact that you think 60 professional wrestlers, you knew, I reckon, possibly about maybe 40 to 50 of them. And then there was this handful of like 10 random people that they would bring in from the regional scene. You wouldn't even actually know their name. All they would do is come in and get chucked out. Almost like they were just there as jobbers just to fill up the, those last 10 slots to see who would actually be in there. So let's talk about the inaugural World War Three match. So the very first one was actually to crown, well, actually for the vacant, uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship. So the John was the actual champion. He actually won the belt from Hulk Hogan a couple of months before. He was then stripped of the belt due to the fact of how he actually won the title. That was back at Halloween Havoc in 1995 in October. So again, that lined up for this match to be for the vacant WCW World Heavyweight title. So some of the actual guys that actually competed in the very first one included the likes of uh, you know DDP, also Stevie Ray, you also had Scott Armstrong, Alex Wright, Scotty Riggs, uh, you also had Booker T, you had also Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan also competed, Hugh Morris, Zodiac, Meg, Chris Benoit was also there, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Road Warrior Hawk. So what I want to do is talk about really the last bit, the last couple of guys was actually um, Art Anderson, Sting, Lex Luger, The Giant, One Man Gang was also there. And just to recap, the actual winner was Randy Savage. He actually won the WCW World Heavyweight title. Um, Hulk Hogan was also involved in this match, but it was actually Randy Savage who picked up the win to become the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion at the time. 
but it was a fantastic show. I actually remember watching that going, holy crap, I love this event. I love the idea of having all these guys in the ring at one time, even though I was a fanboy of WWE as well, watching the Royal Rumbles. You know, back in that time, you had Royal Rumble 95, 96. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin a couple of months later, back in January of 96, win his first Royal Rumble. You also had the likes of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Hogan and Flair also winning in the WWE. Now, the next one I want to talk about is the second one. Now, the second one actually took place in 1996. Now, this one actually was for a title shot against the current WCW champion at a future event. Now, this one was actually won by the Giant. Now, the Giant actually got out Lex Luger um, in the actual... This was actually... I'm thinking back, I actually think I may have watched this one before I actually watched the Randy Savage one because I have fond memories of actually seeing Giant hold the WCW title. So I actually think I actually may have watched this back in 1996 and then would have gone back and actually watched the one when Randy Savage won because I actually remember a lots of this one. This one had X-Pac, also known there as Six. Again, with Booker T, you had Buff Bagwell was also competing, Arn Anderson. You also had Scott Hall. You had Mr. Jerry Lynn, also known then as Mr. JL. You had both the Steiner brothers. And one thing I also love too is the fact you had the Cruiserweights. So you had Rey Mysterio Jr. and an Ultimo Dragon also competing in this match. Uvi Dude Carrera, Chris Jericho, Conan and Lex Luger. I really love the fact that you mixed from almost the heavyweight standard guys with the Cruiserweights. So it was a chance for to see could a Cruiserweight fighter go on to take on the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, which is something they weren't really doing at the time until later on. In the few years later, we had Rey Mysterio demask. He went on to have a couple of fights there for the WCW World Title, never winning it until he jumped across to the WWE in the oh, late two, oh, no, early 2000s. So um, again, Giant won that one. And that brings us to the last one that took place. Oh, no, the second last one was back in 1997. Again, this one was a, for a future title shot at the WCW World Heavyweight title. Um, this one was actually really cool. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Scott Hall, actually defeated the Giant uh, to actually win this one to get a shot at the championship belt. Interesting note here, the current champion going into this match was actually Hulk Hogan, known then as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He also wanted to participate into this match to actually, so no one would actually face him for the belt, which is just funny. Um, so as you had, you know, Scott Hall won um, after Kevin Nash, who was actually dressed up as Sting, attacked the Giant, uh, leading to Scott Hall getting him out of the ring. He then won an actual title shot that would take place at Super Brawl, which would have been Super Brawl number 8, so V331. But again, Hogan lost the belt to Sting at Starcade, which led to the Sting versus Scott Hall fight taking place at Uncensored the following March, where Sting retained the title, defeating uh, defeating Scott Hall at that time. Again, this fight again features some fantastic fighters. Again, you had Jim Duggan in here, Booker T, Fit Finley, Glacier, Ernest the Cat Miller, DDP, La Parker, Silver King, Randy Savage, Norman Smiley. You also had Stevie Ray, and a great so well, again about the cruiserweights. You had a fantastic one here, creating Bonato Four, Bonato Five, also the Renegade, Dean Maleko, Chavo Guerrero Jr., also Disco Inferno. Fantastic fight, guys. I, I just I love I would love to go back. Actually, I was going to do this in prep for this episode to go back on the WWE Network and watch all the actual uh, World War Threes. I actually don't remember a lot about the 1998 one. This was the one that took place on November 22nd, 1998. The actual main event wasn't this match. It was actually the DDP versus Bret Hart United States title match. This one was actually won by Kevin Nash. He actually got out Lex Luger in this one. Uh, again, this one featured lots and lots of cruiserweights. 
uh, including the likes of, you had Kenny Chaos, uh, Kasha Hashi, also Horrence Hogan, the actual nephew of Hulk Hogan competing, you had Canyon, Steve McMichael, Rey Mysterio Jr., Scott Norton, LaParka, Scotty Riggs, Booker T, Bonato Five again was also in it, Tag, uh, it Takeo Magnum, Alex Wright, Scott Hall, Chris Benoit, Damian Aldani. So it also brought in a lot of the Mexican mixed martial artists that also competed, but a fantastic match. So what this was really about, guys, was telling you why I love this. And the fact that you had so many cruiserweights and so many heavyweights and so many different stars who never normally met on the normal Monday Night Nitro now facing off in not one ring, not two, but three rings for a fantastic fight there for the WCW World War Three, as I said, from 95, 96, 97, and 98. I don't think WWE will ever do it. I would love to see a promotion bring that back. Um, I would love to see someone like a TNA or Impact Wrestling do it, but I don't think they have 60 wrestlers. That's a bit of a dig at, at Impact. I used to shit on Impact. I'm kind of getting back into it now. I used to shit on it. For the last few years, I've been shitting on it. But watching the last couple of episodes with Bruce Pritchard and Karen Jarrett and also uh, Alberto Alberto De Rio, I'll call him that name, it's easier. He's also known as Alberto De Protron, also fighting there. Um, I'm kind of getting back into it, but, you know, let's see how we go. So, guys, this has been episode number five of the Ginger Beardman cast with a special recap of the original WCW World War Three matches. Tune in tomorrow for our next episode where I'll be focusing on the dual winner of this month's poll, that being the Friday the 13th films. I'll break down from Friday the 13th 1 all the way up to Jason X and then the remake of the original movie in the 2000s. This has been episode number five of the Ginger Beardman cast. And guys, check us out again on Instagram and Twitter at the Ginger Beardman cast. Also download previous episodes on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. And until then, guys, enjoy what you're doing because I enjoy doing this and I enjoy the fact that you listen to these episodes each and every fortnight. So, yep.